together individually um, for now. But he's got some, so raise your hand and he will bring you some. But good morning and welcome to Parkway Hills United Methodist Church. We are an inclusive and mission-minded congregation committed to be a place for everyone as we welcome, grow, serve, and celebrate together. I'm so glad you have joined us today, um, and I give thanks uh, that I was able to get away for a while, but uh, did miss being with you all. Normally, I tune in and try to at least participate in worship with you, um, but we were on our way. No, we were hiking a waterfall, so yeah, there was just, it didn't happen, sorry. But I hope you had a great time. I know you were in good hands, and I know Brandon did a great job. Um, as always, a few announcements. Today at 5.30 in the garden room, there will be a children and family ministries meeting. We had said there will be a light snack supper provided, but just for an abundance of, out of an abundance of caution, there will not be a light snack supper provided, and we do encourage you to wear your masks. All parents and anyone interested in aiding with our children and family ministries is invited to attend. There's some other upcoming meetings, finance, leadership team, also, two opportunities to come hear from the leadership in our church about staffing and um, future plans of the church. There's two dates for that, August 8th after the 1045 service or Wednesday, August 11th at 6 p.m. So take a look at those times and dates. Mark them on your calendar. If you have any questions about those, come and see me. Um, be in prayer for our youth staycation and service week this week, um, August 4th through the 8th. Uh, they are serving in different capacities in the morning, going out and having some fellowship and fun in the evening. So just be in prayer for them. And if you would like to help out with that, uh, see Jeff, and I'm sure he can plug you in somehow. Next week, we do begin our full programming. August 8th will be our promotion Sunday, where our kindergarten and third graders will receive their Bibles. We will recognize our new bridge class, part of our tweaking of the confirmation program at Parkway Hills. You'll hear more about that and see the students who will begin that journey. We'll pray for our teachers and students as a new school year begins. That afternoon, we'll have a water slide party for our children. Our youth will lead us in worship. So a lot happening next week, and we bring back the 8.30 and 10.45 worship service. There's a little bit of a new schedule for the morning. You should have received that in the mail. There's also some flyers on the table in the hallway with all that information. It's in your bulletin. So I hope you're taking time to read through that and kind of see the, the little bit of a tweak we have to how the morning will flow. And then August 15th, the Renew Sunday School class We'll begin a journey through this book, We Make the Road by Walking. It's a year-long kind of spiritual formation journey. There's two to three pages per week. If you would like to join us with, on that, come and see me. Or if you just want to get the book and me give you the readings, um, I can talk with you about that. We can find other ways to engage. But we know um, how hard it is throughout the year to stay connected. We all miss Sundays. And this is a way for you throughout the year, no matter where you are, no matter what's going on, to kind of have a way to dive into your own spiritual life. So those are events within the church. Now to a more serious matter that um, I wish I didn't have to talk about anymore. But I do. So you know, cases are rising again. Vaccinated people are getting infected with COVID. Um, more children are getting infected with COVID. So this is my request. I do strongly encourage that you wear masks, dear, in worship, regardless of your vaccination status. 
And we continue to ask, if you are not fully vaccinated, um, or if you are working with children under 12, that you wear a mask because our children under 12 can still not yet be vaccinated. Um, the danger lies in that we are carrying more virus. Vaccinated people are carrying more virus. If we continue to carry this amount of virus and spread it, the virus can mutate again, and we could find ourselves in a place where the vaccine no longer works. Um, so just be mindful, be smart, be safe. Um, and if you are more comfortable wearing a mask, um, we encourage you to do that, especially around our children under 12. I will say, moving to two worship services next week, um, that'll give us a, a better way to space out. Um, the 8.30 service is usually not as attended as the 10.45, so if you feel more comfortable coming to that one, you'll have more room to space out if you feel like you need that space. Um, so I wish, again, I didn't have to make this announcement and continue to make this announcement, but that is where we are. So we will continue to stay safe, stay connected, um, and serve the vulnerable here at Parkway Hills. As always, please take time to read through your bulletin, see all that is going on within the life of our church and how you may be involved. But now, let us prepare our hearts and our minds to worship God this day.
Would you please stand and join me in the reading of our call to worship? Your response is in the bold print, and then remain standing for our opening prayer. The Lord be with you. Let us give thanks to God who listens and gives heed to our prayers. We praise you and we bless you, our true and loving God. May we pray. We pray for all who search for you. May they find their way in you. Bless us with lips that sing your praise and lives that tell the stories of all that you have done for us. Open our eyes to find you among us as we share your love with others. Amen. Please take your hymnals. You'll find one on the seats in front of you or under the seat in front of you and turn to hymn number 400 as we sing, Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing.
Hear now Psalm 66 um, from Psalms for Praying, an invitation to wholeness. Sing a joyful song to the beloved all the earth and praise love's name. Sing in glorious exaltation. We say to you, how magnificent are your ways, so great is your power that fear and doubt vanish before you. You are our teacher for all ages. We who choose to listen and learn sing songs of gratitude and joy. Come and see what God has done. Wondrous are the deeds of love. Remember when the sea turned to dry land? There we did rejoice in the one who rules by the mighty spirit of love forever, whose eyes keep watch on the nations. Let not those who strive for power exalt themselves. Bless the beloved, heart of our hearts. Let the sound of our praises be heard. You keep us attuned to life and guide our feet on solid ground. For you, O love, have tested us. You have tried us as silver is tried. You have allowed us to fall into the net. You have watched us reap all that we have sown. We went through fire and through water, yet you have brought us through our pain and into your dwelling place. I enter your heart surrendered to love. I commend my soul into your keeping. All that my lips uttered, all that my mouth promised when I was in trouble and pain, I offer up to you. I abandon myself into your hands. Come and hear, all you who reverence the Most High, and I shall tell what the Beloved has done for me. I cried aloud to the silent watcher of my life. From my tongue came forth words of praise. Had I cherished greed and power, I would have separated myself from love. The voice of my prayer was heard. Blessed be the holy name of the Beloved, loving companion presence, who embraced me and renewed my life. Amen. This time I'd like to invite our children forward for our children's moment. see my book? Okay, I have a book to share um, that I have shared before, but it's been a couple years, and we had uh, sometimes have a little new faces up here, but it's a book um, about a little kid who kind of asked the question, um, how do we see God? Where is God in the world? So it's a story about that that I'm going to share, because today in our scripture story, God kind of shows up in the world in a strange way. So let's read this and see what happens. It says, I live in the city where the sidewalks and subway cars and buildings and buses are packed with people, but I've never seen God before. Do you see him over here waking up? Grandma, does God live in the city? I asked one morning at breakfast. Yes, God is here, she says. You just need to know where to look. Whenever you see love, joy, and peace, God is there, she says, stirring her tea. Wherever there's patience, kindness, and goodness, God is there too. When you see faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, that's God's spirit at work. On the way to school, I'm on the lookout. 
I see a bus full of tourists and count ten bright yellow taxis. I spy a man sweeping a stoop, and Grandma and I laugh when we see a tiny dog wearing a fluffy purple sweater. You see the dog? At school, Grandma hands me my lunch and hugs me close before she says goodbye. That's what love looks like to me. Maybe God is like that too. Where did he see love? In Grandma's hug, right? Yeah. On the swings, I pump so hard, I see over the wall into the alley. My friends shout higher, higher as my feet fly way up into the sky. Do y'all ever swing really high on swings? No? Yeah, you do. Do you ever swing really high on swings? Well, he says, that's what joy looks like to me. Maybe God is like that too. Outside, car horns blast and sirens scream, but my classroom is quiet and calm. That's what peace looks like to me. Maybe God is like that too. I try to tie my shoes, but the laces tangle around my fingers. My teacher sits down beside me and shows me how to tie them. That's what patience looks like to me. Maybe God is like that too. On the way home, I see a doorman wearing a red cape and a hat with a shiny brim. He's holding a door for a man using a wheelchair. The man moves very slowly, and the doorman chats with him and smiles. That's what kindness looks like to me. Maybe God is like that, too. While I'm setting the table for dinner, there's a knock at the door. It's our neighbor from downstairs, bringing us a loaf of bread. It's gold and brown and warm and wrapped in a thin white towel. That's what goodness looks like to me. Maybe God is like that too. After dinner, I work on my homework while Grandma stands at the kitchen sink washing dishes and humming to herself, just like she does every single night. That's what faithfulness looks like to me. Maybe God is like that too. At bedtime, Grandma sits at the edge of my bed, singing me a lullaby and stroking my head. She tucks my blankets up close around me. That's what gentleness looks like to me. Maybe God is like that too. I lie in bed, watching the curtains flutter. I want to talk about that dog we saw today and how high I can swing, but Grandma says that once I'm tucked in, I have to stay in bed until morning. I close my eyes and try to fall asleep. That's what self-control looks like to me. <laughs> Maybe God is like that too. I saw God over and over again today whenever I saw love, joy, and peace, whenever there was patience, kindness, and goodness. When I saw faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, I saw God's Spirit at work. I don't see God the way I see my friends, or the streetlights, or the river, but I see signs of God's Spirit all around me, right here in the city. I know what God is like. Maybe I can be like that, too. Let's fold our hands and say a prayer. Can you say it after me? Dear God... Help us to see your love in the world and help us to be like you. Amen. All right. Y'all can go back to your seat. Thank you.
I'll ask you that you remain seated, but take your hymnal, please, and turn to hymn number 454 as we sing, Open My Eyes That I May See. You may remain seated. So I know our um, Summer at the Movie series has come to an end, um, but our story today reminded me of one last movie. So I'm going to test your knowledge and see if I, if I give you one hint, if you can figure out what it is. Um, it's a movie that came to mind while I was reading the Old Testament lesson. It's a particular movie that has three, three different movies in the series. And it has a talking donkey. Shrek. Shrek, yeah. I really wanted to have, like, donkey, as they say, on the screen over here for everyone to see. But then I got home from vacation and didn't care anymore. So I thought I would just see if you could figure it out. But yes, it is Shrek, the movie with the talking donkey. So in the 22nd chapter of the book of Numbers, a donkey talks. Anyone come across this story in the Bible? Anna's like, yep, it's my favorite story. <laughs> now, for me, as I just shared, a donkey, a talking donkey, donkey immediately makes me think of Shrek. And that's not exactly biblical. But this morning, we find our story, our own story of a talking donkey. And we are witnesses to, as Psalm 66 says, how God truly does wondrous deeds among us. 
So we meet our donkey friend toward the end of the book of Numbers. Now, Numbers is one of those books that um, we don't usually know very well. We don't really hear that much about it. So I just want to give you a little background before I jump into this story. Kind of tell you where we are within the story of the people of Israel. And to do this, we have to go all the way back to the second book of the Bible, Exodus. So God's people are delivered from their enslavement in Egypt. They're delivered from the hands of Pharaoh, and they begin their 40 years of wandering in the wilderness. Moses is God's chosen vessel to deliver God's people. They begin their journey to the promised land. It's a long journey, a journey that is documented through the Pentateuch, the first five books of the Bible. So when we get to Numbers, the fourth book Well, the Israelites are still on this journey. But the book of Numbers is a little different than some of the other books. The book of Numbers takes you through three different stages along this journey. In the beginning of the book, they are leaving Mount Sinai where they have received the Ten Commandments. From there, they're making their way through the wilderness. That's the middle part of the book. And then finally, they arrive on the plains of Moab, where our story today occurs. So in this particular part of the book, the last of the book, the Israelites are nearing the end of their 40 years of wandering. Moses is still alive, but they have yet to cross the Jordan. Now they've been pretty busy during these 40 years of wandering. They've already defeated two kings. Now they're on the plains of Moab, home to another king, Balak, king of Moab. And Balak has heard about the Israelites, how they've already defeated two kings, and he's a little worried. Is he to be next? What are the plans of this people? So to ease his own mind, Balak sends the elders of Moab and of Midian to Balaam, a non-Israelite prophet in the area. He hopes he can get Balaam on his side. After all, Balaam is a prophet. So he sends these elders to Balaam, the prophet, to ask Balaam to come to him and to curse Israel. So the elders reach Balaam, but Balaam sends back word that he can only do what God commands, and God has, through a dream, told him not to go. So the king of Moab hears this news, So he sends higher-ranking priests and offers Balaam honors and I'm sure whatever else he wants. So God says, okay, go with him. But God also says, say or do only what I command you to say or do. So Balaam sets out on a donkey with two servants to go to Balak, the king of Moab. And this is where we find the beginning of our story today. Numbers 22, verses 21 through 35. And as we prepare to hear God's word this day, let us pray. Eternal God, in the reading of the scripture, may your word be heard. In the meditations of our hearts, may your word be known. And in the faithfulness of our lives, may your word be shown. Amen. Numbers 22, verses 21 through 35. So Balaam got up in the morning, saddled his donkey, and went with the officials of Moab. 
God's anger was kindled because he was going, and the angel of the Lord took his stand in the road as his adversary. Now, he was riding on the donkey, and his two servants were with him. The donkey saw the angel of the Lord standing in the road with a, with a drawn sword in his hand. So the donkey turned off the road and went into the field, and Balaam struck the donkey to turn it back onto the road. Then the angel of the Lord stood in a narrow path between the vineyards with a wall on either side. When the donkey saw the angel of the Lord, it scraped against the wall and scraped Balaam's foot against the wall. So he struck the donkey again. Then the angel of the Lord went ahead and stood in a narrow place where there was no way to turn either to the right or to the left. When the donkey saw the angel of the Lord, it lay down under Balaam. And Balaam's anger was kindled, and it struck the donkey with his staff. Then the Lord opened the mouth of the donkey, and it said to Balaam, What have I done to you that you have struck me these three times? Now this is the best part. It doesn't even faze Balaam that a donkey just talked to him. Balaam said to the donkey, Because you have made a fool of me, I wish I had a sword in my hand. I would kill you right now. And the conversation just continues. But the donkey said to Balaam, Am I not your donkey, which you have ridden all your life to this day? Have I been in the habit of treating you this way? And Balaam said, No. Then the Lord opened the eyes of Balaam, and he saw the angel of the Lord standing in the road with his drawn sword in his hand, and he bowed down, falling on his face. The angel of the Lord said to him, why have you struck your donkey these three times? I have come out as an adversary because your way is perverse before me. The donkey saw me and turned away from me these three times. If it had not turned away from me, surely just now I would have killed you and let it live. Then Balaam said to the angel of the Lord, I have sinned, for I did not know that you were standing in the road to oppose me. Now therefore, if it is displeasing to you, I will return home. The angel of the Lord said to Balaam, Go with the men, but speak only what I tell you to speak. So Balaam went on with the officials of Balak. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. So the story continues on from there. When you go home, you can go home and read the rest of Numbers and find the rest of that story. Um, but I'll admit, there's a lot packed into even just that little bit that we read, more than we can deal with this morning. Like, why did God tell Balaam to go and then get mad when he went? Why would an angel come to strike down Balaam? And of course, a talking donkey. Now, this is a rather random story, you may be thinking, to pick for today, and I'll say a little bit more about that later. But back to that talking donkey. I'm not going to try and convince you that a donkey actually talked or didn't talk. I'm not even going to try to explain it at all. To me, that takes away some of the marvel and wonder that we find in these stories. Instead, I just want to remind you of the words from our psalmist, words that I do hold as truth. Come and see what God has done. Wondrous are the deeds of love. This psalm, 
Psalm 66, it begins as a hymn of praise, and then it shifts to an individual song of thanksgiving. The psalmist is praising God for God's work within the world, basically saying, God does what God does. And our response is either to cringe or to worship. What I love about this psalm, and others like it, is that they are lifting up thanksgiving in response to God's actions in the world, not for themselves alone, but, but given as a sign for everyone to see, to give joy to everyone, to remind everyone of the marvel and wonder of this story of faith, of God. What we learn in our story of faith, even the ones about talking donkeys, is that God surprises. God lives and moves within our days. God meets us within our journey. The psalmist is just expressing to me what Balaam came to understand through the interaction with a talking donkey, what we come to understand through the mystery and miracle of the resurrection, what we come to understand through all of our encounters with God. But the psalmist says comes out of a journey, a spiritual journey with God. And on any journey, we learn, we see, we reflect, things surprise. The people of God are on a journey in the book of Numbers. It is a book full of bizarre stories such as talking donkeys that chronicle the journey of a people and all the challenges and complaints, the arguments, the hard places, and their continuing growth in relationship with their God. The people grow and learn. They're shaped along the journey. But what's interesting to me as you read through the book of Numbers, is that it almost appears as if God's identity is in the process of being shaped too. If you've read through this, you know the journey through the wilderness for the people was not a happy little skip and a jump to the land of milk and honey. There were lots of problems. Moses, the leader, the one whom God had chosen, um, the one whom God had shown God's self to, the one considered the spokesperson. Well, Moses was challenged constantly. The question, can God only speak through Moses, is in the background. And if you don't catch the undertone of this question kind of swirling around in the book, or given the story of Balaam and the talking donkey. Balaam, an outsider, is asked to come and speak his mind about this people Israel. And in this story, God's spirit rests upon Balaam. And God chooses a vessel to speak through that we can only picture as the donkey from Shrek. What we learn through this story, as one theologian says, is that God is not captive to a one-way street into this or any other community. Indeed, if need be, God will go around the chosen to get a word through. Come and see what God has done. Wondrous are the deeds of love. 
as I acknowledge with my longer announcement this morning, we have been on a journey these past 17 months, a long journey, a journey that has caused death and sickness, that has disrupted life, that has caused and continue to cause division and argument over the right next step. And it pains me to say that this particular journey is not over. It's one reason I chose this passage, um, a reminder of the journey, a reminder that it can be long. Um, But the other reason, well, I just love these two lines. Then the Lord opened the mouth of the donkey. And then this one, then Balaam said, I have sinned, for I did not know that you were standing in the road. A talking donkey who was able to see the divine while the one riding it is just closed off to it. The truth is, no matter what path we are on, no matter what our current journey is or what the next one will be, there is a truth that remains. God is present. God is speaking. God will surprise us if we will but open our eye, ourselves to see. And this story reminds us that our God is not captive to a one-way street into this or any other community. Indeed, if need be, God will go around the chosen to get a word through. Come and see what God has done. Wondrous are the deeds of love. We are on a journey with God and with one another, and no matter what, our journey continues. Next week, our youth will lead us in worship. We will finally resume some things, although cautiously, and we move into a new series. Dive in. Throughout August and September, we'll look at the stories of Scripture of people who went all in within the story of their faith, and we'll be challenged as to how we can dive in at Parkway Hills, within the life of our church, within our own spiritual life. Um, Small group opportunities will be posted. We will go old school with clipboards all around where you can sign up for ways to help and lead within the life of our church. Um, Most importantly, I hope what we all can do is lift up and live into the words of the psalmist in our community. Come and see what God has done. Wondrous are the deeds of love. May it be so. Amen. We do get um, to practice today a tangible way that God has promised to show up in our world, to be present to us um, as grace freely given. And that is through the sacrament of Holy Communion. And as we prepare um, to receive, let us begin with a word of confession. It's found in your bulletin. Let us say these words together. Merciful God, We confess that we have not loved you with our whole heart. We have failed to be an obedient church. We have not done your will. 
your law. We have rebelled against your love. We have not loved our neighbors, and we have not heard the cry of the needy. Forgive us, we pray. Free us for joyful obedience. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Hear the good news. Christ died for us while we were yet sinners. That proves God's love toward us. In the name of Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. Glory to God. Amen. We will not stand and pass the peace of Christ, but I do invite you, just look around, wave, say peace to your neighbor. As we lift up the great Thanksgiving, I invite you uh, to really listen for how these words remind us of what the psalmist declares, um, the wondrous deeds of love that God has done among us through the work of Jesus Christ. Hear now. Blessed are you, God of all creation, source of all mercies, fount of love beyond all measure. It's fitting and right to give you thanks and praise and to adore you with grateful hearts and voices. For wondrously, you have created heaven and earth, hovering in gracious care over all that you have made. You formed us as your image of love in the world. Yet even more wondrously, when we distorted your image, you called us back again and again, forgiving us, delivering us from captivity to sin and death, feeding, healing, reconciling, making covenant, and setting before us the way which leads to life. Holy are you. And blessed be your name, gracious God, for you gave us Jesus, who emptied himself that we might be filled, who suffered and died that we might live. He fed the hungry, healed the afflicted, ate with the scorned and forgotten of this world. He washed his disciples' feet and gave a holy meal as a feast of his ever-present love. On the night in which he gave himself up for us and for the world at table with those who would desert and deny him, he took the bread, gave thanks to you, broke the bread, gave it to his disciples, and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you. When the supper was over, he took the cup, gave thanks to you, gave it to his disciples, saying, Drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink of it in remembrance of me. Therefore, remembering Christ's life of ministry and service, his suffering, death, and resurrection, his ascending to glory, and his abiding presence through the power of your Holy Spirit, we come in praise and thanksgiving with these gifts of your love as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Pour out your Holy Spirit upon us gathered here in Christ's name. And upon these gifts that they may be for us his body and blood. And so feed us with his grace, that in union with Christ we may become a living offering to you. Remember, God of all mercy, those who suffer this day from injustice or poverty with no place to call home. Remember those who are sick, imprisoned, or troubled, and those who face death with no one to comfort them. Remember also those that we hold in love this day, that we lift now in your presence, either silently or aloud. Melody Musgrove, Angie Williams, 
Susan Taylor and her family, Ron Allison, our teachers and our students. O oh God, who hears our prayers, transform us into the image and likeness of Christ, that we may faithfully serve others in his name and look forward to the final feast in which all shall be gathered as one at your table and all manner of things shall be well. Through Christ, with Christ, and in Christ, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory and blessing is yours, almighty God, now and forever. Amen. And now I invite you to join our voices together as we lift the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. All has been made ready. I invite you now to partake. Remember, there's a, little fi- there's a top slap to get out the little wafer, and then a second little film to get to the juice. But you may partake, and our ushers will come around to collect what is left. Let us pray. God, we give thanks for this holy mystery in which you have given yourself to us. May we indeed go forth as a people um, open to your presence standing right before us. 
May we indeed go forth as a people ready to discern your wisdom, ready to live in to your love. Amen. Our closing hymn um, is number 593, Here I Am, Lord. Um, I couldn't think of a better, a better hymn to kind of remind us of the importance of just being open to that still, small voice that is God, um, or sometimes God that is literally standing right in front of us that we just refuse to heed. Um, I invite you to stand as we sing together, 593.
to remind you, we continue not to pass the offering plate, but there is a basket back there for your tithes and offerings so that we continue to be the church, that we can continue to share the story. Um, Come and see what God has done. And our communion offering uh, for the month of August will go toward a new art program at East Floor Elementary School. There's a basket where you can give monetary donations or you can just throughout the month of August bring in art supplies, construction paper, glue, crayons, paint, whatever you find out during this school supply season, bring it in. There's a tub out there for that. But now receive this benediction. Hear the words of the psalmist again. Sing a joyful song to the beloved, all the earth, and praise love's name. Sing in glorious exultation. We say to you, how magnificent are your ways. So great is your power that fear and doubt vanish before you. You are our teacher for all ages. We who choose to listen and learn sing songs of gratitude and joy. Come and see what God has done. Wondrous are the deeds of love. Let us go forth to love and serve our Lord. Amen.